Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. it fit not really <laughs> so everybody's good yes, awesome okay so I had everything set and talking about Nicole and my uh, what is going on you guys forgive me for this right It's funny, now it goes upside down. You know, I am not very technical with this stuff. Uh, and I thank God for people like Nicole in my life who can come up and rescue me. But I got it. I'm good. I apologize for that distraction. Uh, today's a good day. Today's a good day. You know why? Because Jesus is still alive. He came out of that tomb and he's alive and he's available to us every second of our day. Some of us maybe didn't start with a good day today. Maybe there's something that you're standing and believing God for the breakthrough or the victory and it hasn't manifested yet. Don't get distracted by that. Focus on the forever promised word of God, which he watches over to perform, and let that be your declaration, and that thing will break. It will, because God himself promised that. So don't be distracted by what you don't see. Be encouraged by what God says. He makes a declaration, it happens. It was dark. God said, light be, and light came. Amen? So a lot of times we get lost in the amen to there it is, and the devil is doing everything he can to distract us. I just want to tell you, today's the day of victory. Today's the day of victory, so don't get distracted by that stuff, amen? Uh, great announcements. We're going to have some fun times coming up. I encourage you to participate. Um, I want to say this. I want to welcome everybody on the stream. Hey, we're so glad you're with us. Uh, we love you, and uh, we're doing things for God, and through, God's doing things through us. Whether you're here or at home or somewhere else, we have people watching all over. It's crazy. People watching in other states. Nicole said you, we had people watching in other countries. I'm like, man, God, you're good. And they're part of our body. So when you, when you pray, pray for them too. They're not blessed enough to come locally and hug the necks and, and see the faces, um, but they're still part of what we're doing. Amen? We are impacting the world. We are connecting people to Christ through community. And the way we do that is exactly what you see in our announcements. Amen? I want to pray. I want to get started. I got quite a bit to share today. Uh, you know I never like to go over. <laughs> so let's get going. Father, we just thank you for today. This is the day that you've made. And Father, we decide, we make a declaration that we're going to rejoice and be glad in it, no matter what the devil's up to. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And you've said that we are more than conquerors. So we declare that, we rest in that, and we thank you for that. We ask you to give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive everything that you have for us. Through revelation knowledge, we will be better when we leave than when we got here. And we give you glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so now we're doing this series about how to have lasting change in our life. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been so many times in my life where I wanted something to change, I wanted to stop doing. Anybody ever have something you do that you wish you could stop, but you 
keep finding yourself do that. This, God put it in his word for us to have lasting change. And he did it right here in the book of Romans. He wrote it out. He, he used his, his apostle to, to give us this message that would enable us to have lasting change. And the difference is that we have a God who helps us and goes through it with us. It's not just somebody telling us, you do this, you do this, you do this. The Holy Spirit's with us. The Bible calls him the paraclete, or the paracletos, if you want to be really fancy about it. And literally what that means is a God-sized helper. He wants to take every step with you through the day. Every challenge you face, he's sitting there whispering in your ear, let's do it. We can take this. He's there to help you no matter what it looks like. He can change it. And he can get you through. Amen? And we can change. Now, a lot of us have tried, and we've tried, and we come back around. And we've even gotten to the point where we say things like, I'm never going to be able to change. I've tried to change so many times. I've tried to quit that habit. I've tried to break that addiction. I've tried to, to turn a new leaf. And it just after a while, you just feel like a whip puppy, and you crawl back, and you know, your tail ain't wagging anymore. You're down, and you just feel like a loser. That's the devil winning. When you decide, you know what, I'm, I'm not a whip puppy. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a child of God. And you realize that you can go to the throne boldly? That means you don't have to be, you don't have to be you know, concerned about whether you're accepted. You don't have to think that, <clears throat> well, maybe God's, he's not mad at you. Well, how do you know? You don't know what I did. Yes, I do. God told me. Not really. <laughs> but I hope he doesn't tell you what I do sometimes either. But here's the thing, God already knows. Some people think, well, I haven't confessed the, what I did yet. God knew about it while you were doing it. He actually knew about it when you decided to do it before you did it. So you're not sneaking up, you're not surprising him. And he says, in that situation, I'm there for you. If you open the door, I'll come in and help you. And he will change you to be more like him if you give him room. So that's the whole premise of this series, and, and I hope, I've heard some great testimonies, so that's good. I hope those of you who, who have heard it, but maybe not really thought about it, not really connected, you're just kind of doing your church time. You guys know what that is, right? Church time. You just kind of go in and sit there and, you know, and then you finally say, oh, amen, bye brother, see, but you don't really let anything stick. It doesn't do you any good. Really purpose to focus on, not me, the Word of God. Because God anoints His Word. And with the anointing of God, everything else has to bow. So really, really determine that, you know what? And you may not like my voice. I don't like my voice. But if I preach the Word, you can get something out of it. You can be changed by God's Word. So what we're doing is we're basing this off Scripture where the Apostle Paul comes and, and he writes this book to the Romans, but it's really to all of us. And he writes 11 chapters. And these 11 chapters are so much good stuff. The men's Bible study is going over a chapter um, each, each time, right? You're going over one or two chapters. And there's just, they're, they're seeing some great things. God's doing some breakthroughs in their life. It's powerful stuff. But we're picking up in verse 12 where Paul says, therefore, which means, based, you know, because I said all of this and... As a result of everything I said in the first 11 chapters, therefore, and he starts telling us how to have lasting change in our life, the steps we need to take. The first one, Romans 12, I'm just going to give you the scriptures real quick. 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers, therefore, because of everything he preached, I urge you, brothers, which means born-again believers, people who've accepted Jesus, those of the body, however you want to put it, in view of God's mercy, in view of what God's done, he did it. He's not waiting on you to do it before he does it. God's already done it. You said, well, when's God going to do something? He's already done it. And he's not basing it on your performance. He's basing it on Jesus' performance, who did everything that needs to happen for you to benefit from everything that God made available. Does that make sense? Therefore, brothers, Christians, in view of God's mercies, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. All right, praise God. Now, we literally, we have this, this ability with our bodies to worship God. And, and the first law of change was, that, or the first principle that we looked at was, I have to commit my body to God if I want to have lasting change. You can't let your body do whatever it wants and then expect to have lasting godly change in your life. It won't work because that battle goes on all the time and you will be pulled back and change will be fleeting if you don't commit your body to Christ. Amen? So then the first law of change was this. Change is my choice. Nobody can change you. Only you. You know, if God could change us, every person on the planet would accept Jesus today. We'd all be in heaven right away. Even God can't change you unless you allow him to. He gave you free will. He waits on your permission to come in and do things. You guys understand that, right? If it, otherwise, he, he, the Bible says he wishes that none would perish, meaning go to hell. So we, he'd have us all, if we were a bunch of little robots, he'd say, okay, boom, accept Jesus. We'd all accept Jesus, then we'd go to heaven and live in paradise forever. It doesn't work that way. There's a reason why we still preach the gospel. Because there's people who have a free will that haven't chosen Jesus. And he wants us to preach in a way where they'll receive the word, the gospel, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and make a choice to accept him. We have a will, so we have to choose to change, right? Number two, the second principle is this, principle of concentration. I have to refocus my mind. I, it, what I focus on, what I allow to take my attention, is what I allow to have me. Oh, well, Pastor Mike, that sounds pretty strict. It's not strict. It's fact. What you focus on, you're attracted to. You're drawn to. So if you want to be more like God, you've got to focus on God's word, focus on what God says about you, and allow him to change you. Second law of change was this. Uh, to change my life, I have to change my model. I've got to, I've got to determine who do I want to be like, because you become like those you hang with, those you're par in partnership with. And if you don't want to be like they are, you can't say, yeah, but they're my friends. They're my best friends. I've had them for years. The best thing you can do for your friends that are going the opposite direction is make a stand. Show them that you have something greater than just fleshy desires, but you have a relationship with God. Let them see the example and you become their model to get free from what's holding them back. Make sense? So, third principle was this. We looked at it last week. The principle of evaluation. I must humbly assess my current state. Which means what? You've got to be honest. You've got to look at yourself and say, this is truly where I am. This is where I need help. This is where I'm weak. This is where I'm struggling. You've got to humbly assess where you are. Get pride out of the way and just be honest with yourself. Honesty is what's going to set you free here. Be honest with yourself. Don't, don't try to sell your own headlines and decide, well, no, I've got no problems. I've got nothing going wrong. No, we all got something going on in our life that we need to change. This is a, this is a, um, a journey that we're on. We don't arrive when we accept Jesus Christ. We, we were saved, but we still have to live life, and we want to be living more like Jesus than less like Jesus. Make sense? 
Now, we're going to start for today. You guys ready? I just want to give you that to get you on the same page with us and stuff. So, here we go. Where am I at? Number five. No, number four. Trying to trick me. I see that. What it takes to really change. Again, we have our scriptures in Romans, and we're going to start with verse four now. And the, the one we're going to look at is the principle of cooperation. And you notice we're finding a principle in each one of the scriptures as we go. The first three were the ones we looked at now in verse 4. We're about to read verse 4. We see this principle of cooperation. And this is what it means. It means I must get group support. If you're going to change, you have to have support. You have to have a support system. You're never going to change the way you want to, the way you should, the way that you... You need to, the way that you hope to. You're never going to change lasting without group support. Because if you could, you already would. And you wouldn't be here saying, I need to change. We all need group support. It's the way God created us. The way he, he designed the universe is we all need each other. It, it's this situation where we, we strengthen, we build up, and we stand the gap, and we shoulder the load for each other. It makes you a better person to be there for someone else. And it helps them. And then when they're there for you, it makes your life better. It's the way that God created us. So in verse 4, um, the principle of cooperation, there, there's this, this theme that goes through the Bible. You know, in 58 different times in the New Testament, you hear the phrase, one another. One another. You know, we're to love one another. We're to care for one another. We're to encourage one another. We're to support one another. We're to pray for one another. We're to greet one another. We're to share with one another. There's all these one another's that God is instructing us to do. And the purpose is to draw us together. What you talked about this morning in praise and worship is exactly what we're talking about. We need this group support. That's why our church, the whole purpose of us being here, the whole reason for Faith Family Church is to connect people to Christ through community. We live life in a way that impacts people who don't know Jesus, who are far from Jesus, and they see a way close. They find a place where they're safe. Find a place where they're not judged. Find a place where they're loved, no matter where they came from. You say, well, what if they're bad people? Man, you're bad people too. You know it. Without Jesus, you ain't nothing great about you either. We've all sinned and fallen short of the, the glory of God. But as a group, we can strengthen, we can support, we, we, we can help each other become who God created to become. And you're never going to get there without doing it. You know, a lot of people, especially guys, guys, Guys are so funny, they think it's macho. I don't need nobody. Yeah, you do. You were not created to be alone. You're calling yourself an anomaly, a weird, uh, like a monster compared to what God designed you for because you were designed to be part of a body. You know, even the Lone Ranger wasn't alone. You guys, who, who remembers the Lone Ranger? Let me see your hands, you bunch of oldies. <laughs> the young people are going, what is that? Okay, I'll, I'll explain it to you. It was a Western on TV and it was a guy who wore a mask, he had the chrome-plated guns, and he was the Lone Ranger. You know, he went out and fought crime, and it made you think he went by himself, but he didn't. He had a sidekick. His sidekick's name was Tonto, and his sidekick was there to help him all along the way, because even the Lone Ranger needed somebody else. So get rid of the lie, get rid of the misinformation that you can do it on your own. You can't. Bottom line, you can't. God didn't design you that way, you weren't created that way, you don't function that way. But if you do it God's way, you can have lasting change and be a light into a lost world that's suffering because they're missing the fact that God paid the price for them to come into relationship with him. The media is telling them it's not important. 
seems like everybody at school tells them it, it's not important. But guess what? God is still important because eternity is still real. And I believe with all my heart, Faith Family Church should make it hard for people to go to hell. I mean, let's make it hard for them. If they want to go, God will let them go. We'll have to sit there and with tears in our eyes say, okay, go ahead. But let's make it hard. How do we do that? By letting our light shine. By becoming part of a community that's there to influence in a positive, godly way. And let them see there is a different way. Amen? You guys with me? So none of us are created to be alone. We need a family. We need a spiritual family. You know, some people say, well, you can't choose your family. Yes, you can. Just go to church. Faith, family, church. And you choose your family. And let me tell you something. They'll love you more than your natural family most of the time. Everybody's got that one relative that's just as trouble, right? You know, you know who it is, you know? And if you don't know who it is, <laughs> it's probably you. But anyway. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes our family's not the best influence. Sometimes our family wants to pull us away. But if we'll let God use us in the way that he wants to, we'll be the influence on our families, on our friends, on our coworkers. Uh, we'll be the influence. God says, with what I've done on the inside of you, I'm not going to put you under a bucket. I'm going to put you on a lampstand, let you shine for everybody to see. That's the plan of God. Well, you know what? What good does it do to have a lamp on a lampstand if there's nobody there to see it? He created us to be in community. He created us to be part of a body bigger than ourselves. Amen? Let's look at the verse. Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 4 says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, every one of you are special. You ever have your grandmother come to you and say, Oh, you're so special? You really are. You know, don't doubt it. You're special. God says every part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We're all parts of his one body. This is the way he designed us, guys. Listen to this. You're not supposed to be alone. We're all parts of his one body, and each of us has different work to do. Mm. We all got some work to do. Once you're part of his body, you don't have to work to be part of his body. You just accept what Jesus did. But once you accept him and you become part of his body, he says there's work to do. What is it? Get the rest of the world to know that they're supposed to be part of his body. Let your light shine so that people can see be there when somebody's going through a difficult time and be used by God to help them endure that storm and get to the other side. That's special work. That's work that he wants all of us to be, is, is a reinforcement and a support to the people around us. How many know storms come? I mean, they come, man. Sometimes they come hard. But when you've got a support system like the church and God, you can weather any storm. You can get through, you can be on solid ground, and you can be victorious on the other side of that storm. The Bible says a storm's going to come, but it says when you're founded on Jesus, which means to be founded on the Word, which means to do what the Word says, then the storm will pass and you'll still be standing. Amen? You guys with me? So, we all have special functions, one body, each of us has different work to do. Listen to this. And since we are all one body, if you're following along in your phone or your notes or whatever, Underline that. Since we are all one body in Christ, listen to this, we belong to each other. It's not just about you. It's not a solo game anymore. We're part of his body, which means we belong to each other. That means that, you know, really, and I'm probably going to step on toes today, and 
I'm just so thankful that God has given you his love shed abroad in your heart so you don't take an offense and get mad and stomp out, talk bad about me, post things on the internet and stuff like that. But you understand it comes from a position of love, right? What he's saying in this word, and, and I hope you guys are ready for this, and I believe you are, is when you become a, a child of God, you now have responsibility towards the body of Christ and towards those who are far from God. It's not just that when I feel like it, it's responsibility. It's something that we're all supposed to embrace and to do. Now, does it, our, our getting into heaven, it, it has nothing to do with it. It's fulfilling our call, our purpose, our design on this earth. We should be concerned about whether people are going to heaven or not. We should be concerned when people are suffering and they're feeling overwhelmed and they're feeling like they can't go on. We should be concerned. Why? Because you're that spiritual? No, because you're a child of God. And you should take that responsibility. That's what it's saying. We belong to each other. And listen to this. Each of us, that means you and me, needs all the others. We have a need for you. There's a need for you to be here. I, that's not Pastor Mike preaching so we get more people in church. That's what God says. And if you don't like it, he has a complaint department. You can go to him and let him know how you feel about it. I doubt he's going to change it, but, you know, whatever makes you feel better. But that's what he's saying for us to do. In Hebrews uh, 10.25, I don't have it on the screen, it says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. So that means going to church is no longer optional. This is where I'm going to get you mad if you're going to get mad, so just so you know. That means going to church is no longer optional. It's instruction by God that you're to be part of the body. Why? Because the body inf impacts the community through influence, through love. The more body we have, the more we can reach the community for Jesus Christ. Amen. And people say, well, you know, I just don't feel like going. God didn't say. You know, now I'm not saying you've got to be here every Sunday, but it should be your way of life. It should be the way you do things. Not going to church should be the exception. For some, it's the rule. And they're just comfortable with it. Well, I'm going to heaven. I don't need to go to church. You're right. You don't need to go to church to go to heaven. But other people do need you to go to church so they can get to heaven. Because it impacts what we can do as a church. And maybe even somebody close that you love. And you may not really think it's that important now. But when they leave this earth, you can't change it. There's no, hey, God, I need a do-over. I was supposed to, to show them, and I, it doesn't happen. Our last breath seals our fate. We either go to heaven or hell. There's only two options. I want everybody, everybody to realize the importance of that responsibility. And, and parents, now this is where you're really going to get mad at me. <laughs> you know, but you know, as a pastor, you've got you to say things that might upset people sometimes, or in my opinion, you're not a very good pastor. And my hope is to always be my best. <sighs> you guys, you know I love you, right? And you on TV who uh, are on the stream. And I'm not talking about staying home because of the pandemic. I understand that. You come when you feel comfortable and safe. Otherwise, we should make place in your life to put God first. That's what he's talking about, and don't forsake the assembly. All right, you ready, parents? I'm going to do it. Parents, if you teach your kids that God is optional, do not be surprised when they get older 
to determine that he's unnecessary or irrelevant. God show, you know where God is in your life by your calendar, not by your voice. A lot of people say, oh, I love God, I love it, oh, man, I, I'm so committed to God. But you never come to church. You never do anything to further ministry to the community. How do, you, do you really love what God's about when you don't take part of anything God's about? It's more like just sitting there being selfish and gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy. And don't blame God later when your kids don't want anything to do with church and they don't want anything to do with God because you made him optional when they were little and said it's not that important. It's very important. You want to know about it, study the Old Testament. He says you tell them about them when they wake up. You tell them throughout the day. You tell them when they go to bed. You tell them as they have activities. And you make sure that godly activities are first priority. Not soccer, ballerina, Boy Scouts, um, baseball Boy Scouts don't meet on Sunday. But anyway... And I know I'm making you mad, but I'm making you mad because I love you and I love your kids. And you need to know this. Your kids need to have a standard. They need to have something that matters. And you say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And you teach them how to be a godly person, how to put God first, and they will go out and make a difference in this world. If you don't, if you don't, they're going to go out and the world's going to make a difference in them. And we do not want that. All right, if you're mad at me, then you, you just operate in love. Amen? So, uh, let's go to a different scripture. <laughs> you need me, I need you, your kids need us, we need them. We need other people. We belong to each other. That's what God says in his word. Look at James chapter 5, verse 15. And the prayer of faith, this is, this is kind of showing you why we're about this. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus, for that. You know, we can be healed. We can be forgiven. Isn't that awesome news? So when we pray to God, we can be healed and we can be forgiven. But look at the next verse. Verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. That happens in group. That happens in life groups, in, in living life together, in being connected to your body that God's placed you in. That happens by participating and being a part of it. Look what happens. And pray for one another that you may be healed. Forgiveness, salvation, that comes pray to God. The healing on the inside. We're talking about the things that, that keep you from becoming the person that God wants you to be, that keeps you in the rut. You know, how many of you ever been in a rut? Man, and you try, if you don't get out of that rut pretty soon, a rut just becomes a grave with the ends knocked out of it. You stay in there and, and you're just slow, slow motion dying. And God doesn't want you in a rut. He wants you to rise up. How do you do that? You get together. I'm not telling you, saying you talk to everybody about what's going on in your life, but you find a group of people. Like our, our men's Bible study, we talk a lot more than just about the verses we're looking at. And we hear a lot more testimony about what God is doing because what they're getting from it and how we encourage each other and we stand there. Uh, Dana and Pastor Chris, they do a great job of creating an atmosphere of trust where we trust each other, of love, where we care about each other. We would never say anything that would hurt the other person, but we're honest with them about what the Word says. And it causes growth. And I think every one of us in that Bible study are better because of it, because we have community. And you can do that in another life group. We do that on the motorcycle ride. We don't just rev our engines and, you know, 
When we stop, we have a meal, we usually end up talking about something that God did or a struggle that one of us is going through and we pray in agreement, we stand with them and we see breakthrough and victory because that's what community is about. Amen? And that's why we do life groups. Let me tell you, we don't get a gold star for how many people attend life groups. And just to be 100% transparent, life groups are a lot of work. They're hard. It would be much easier to have a church that just says, hey, y'all ought to get together. Amen. You know, but we want to facilitate life groups, community. Why? Because we believe in you and we want to see you walk in victory. Free indeed. Great shirt, by the way. Love it. You'll find freedom when you come together with other believers who love you and love God. It will cause you, you know, the Bible says a high tide raises all boats. When you get godly people together in small groups, everybody gets better. It's the way it works. You guys with me? So the fourth law of change would be this. Change requires community. You've got to have a support. You've got to have people around you who will stand with you, who will pray for you, who will encourage you. How many of you ever gone the wrong way because you didn't have anybody encouraging you? And I know there's been some times I've made some terrible decisions because I wasn't open and didn't have people close. And I also know the times that I missed making some terrible decisions because I had people honest with me who could look me in the face and say, hey, you sure? You sure that's God? You sure you want to do that? It makes a difference. If you want to have lasting change, you have to have community. Amen? So we connect people to Christ through community. It's what we do. Every part of Faith Family Church is to find a place for you to connect. Amen? The reason is that when you have a support system, when you have community, those areas, those stubborn areas, stubborn, 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 those stubborn areas of life, the ones that you struggle with that we don't need to know about publicly, those areas, they will break and you get into a, a, a body, like some of us have, have, haven't matured um, scripturally. We haven't grown in our knowledge of the word. Get into a Bible study. We're holding a grudge. We're, we're gossiping about people. Those are all bad areas and they're hard habits to break. But when you get into the, the groups, the community where God's word is spoken, those things that seem to, they won't go down for nothing. When you stand together with a group of believers who are holding you up and saying, no, we're declaring the word over that situation, those walls will crumble and you'll have the victory. Amen? You want lasting change? You've got to be in community. It, 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 it's what makes the difference. Amen? How much time have I got? How come it goes faster when I'm preaching? Why does it work like that? I'll tell you exactly why it works that way. And I'm not saying there's not good books out there. There's, you know, there's probably a million or a billion self-help books. And they've all got some good information in them. But two things most of them will not give you is the power of God and community. They'll tell you all about it, tell you how it should work, but if you don't have the power of God and community, it's not going to last. Why? Because that's the way God made us. You say, well, Pastor Mike, I'm different. You're just telling yourself that. You are made by God. He tells us how we're made and how we're supposed to connect. So it's a lie. The devil has got you to believe that you don't need anybody. And the Christian that sets and says, hey, I could be just as good a Christian not going to church. No, you can't. Because it's not the way God designed it. You're not going to supersede. The creation never supersedes the Creator. Amen? God has a way. His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. 
But guess what? We can elevate ourselves by doing it His way, by embracing His thoughts, by making His thoughts our thoughts and making His ways our ways. We can elevate ourselves to a higher level spiritually and we can go from glory to glory, literally transforming into His very image. What does that mean? It means when people are around you, they see something different. They say, man, you're different. And then you let them know about what Jesus is doing in your life. And let them know about how it's because you're around other people who encourage you and strengthen you. You don't get enough from me to have this lasting change one, one hour a weekend. Or a week, really. You get it from being part of the body and growing together. Does that make sense? So God's power and community, that's what makes the difference. Got to wrap it up now. Hope you're, you're enjoying this. It's, it's, it's a little convicting. Convicting is not condemnation. I'm not judging anybody. I'm trying to encourage you to place priorities the way that God does. Look at your calendar and be honest. Remember, we have to honestly assess where we are. Look at your calendar and see if God's a priority. See if God's standard is your standard. If it's not, change your calendar. Right? Because you're never going to get where you want to go doing it in a way that's different than the one who designed you to go. It's not going to work. The great thing about Faith Family Church is we have all different kind of people. It's like, it's like um, well, let's use ice cream. It's like Baskin Robbins, 57 flavors, or Bressler's 31 flavors, or whatever. But we have, everybody's different here. We have different backgrounds. We have different ethnic backgrounds, different language backgrounds, different religious backgrounds. We have, we have all these differences, but the one thing that puts us together and enables us to be victorious is we have a love for God. And we love God together, and it makes us all better where we can impact the community around us. Does that make sense? You guys with me, right? Let's look at the scripture. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. Uh, it's in the New Living Translation. And all who have been united with Christ. That means if you've accepted Jesus in baptism, you've been baptized into the body of Christ, Water, bapti- water baptism is an outward sign of what actually happens inside when you receive Jesus Christ. So you're baptized into the body of Christ. Look at this. Remember two weeks ago, like buddy here. Not, not just a certain type. That, I, I have no time for that stuff. I want us all to come together and show people what heaven looks like the way we live on earth. Amen? You guys with me? Another translation says this. It says, in Christ is no difference or division between Jews and and Gentiles, free people and slaves, male and female, we are all one in Christ Jesus. It is our love in Christ, it is our love for each other that brings us together, which is greater than any kind of ethnic or any other kind of differences. So, as we close, if you want to have lasting life and lasting change in your life, you're going to need to be part of a community. You're not an island to yourself. And if you think you are, that's the devil lying to you so he can destroy you. So he can rob you. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal the the life that God has for you. He wants to destroy the plan that God has for your life. He wants to to kill the desires and the, 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 the plan that God says, that's why I created Chris. That's why I created Jose. That's why I created Kathy. He, he, he wants that to be null and void. And he'll be successful if we think we don't need community. We need community. It's not a want, it's a need. It's a responsibility to get part of something more than just yourself. You should be engaged in what your community is doing so you can be part of what God is doing. 
Make sense? So if you would bow your heads and close your eyes. We're starting life groups. I'm going to ask, I'm going to challenge every one of you, even those online, we'll figure out a way where you can participate. There's things called Zoom and different things. If you want to be a part of one of them, we'll work out. We're willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to do anything short of sin to get people closer to God. I have no pride when it comes to that. I don't care. Whatever it takes, that's, that's my motto. But we, I challenge every one of you to seek out a community that you can be a part of. Maybe some of you need to start a life group. Maybe some of you just need to take a bold step and say, I'm going to go out there. Nobody's going to ask you to tell all your secrets the first time you get there. And you never have to share until you're comfortable. And sometimes you may not be comfortable in that one, but maybe the next one. You'll find the right group that will encourage you, strengthen you, and you'll see that healing come into your life. And you'll also be able to make a difference in other people's lives. It's so important. So as you're sitting there with your eyes closed, thinking about what God has said through his word today, my challenge is, you'll take a step of boldness. And you'll either sign up for a life group or you'll sign up to lead a life group. And you watch and see what happens. There are people who've gone to our church for years and years and years. It wasn't until they joined a life group that they found out that that's their new best friend. They found out somebody they identify with, somebody who encourages them, somebody that that makes them feel loved and, and they're able to do the same for them. Community is the difference maker when it comes to lifelong change. Father, we thank you for your word today. I right now want to pray for any person who maybe isn't walking with you, that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior. They're not part of the body of Christ that we've been talking about, but they can be. I'm not going to try to convince them. I'm not going to try to emotionally maneuver them. I'm just going to give an opportunity, Father, and I believe you've moved in the hearts of those who need to hear this. If you're here today, if you're online today with us, and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. I don't care if you went to church. I don't care. Going to church isn't the difference maker. Being a part, opening your heart, being part of the body of Christ, that's the difference maker. If you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life and you'd like to today, either online or here in the sanctuary, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You say, well, I'm at home. How will you know? God will know. And this is between you and God. It's not between me and you. It's between you and God. It's a decision that you're making to allow God to come in and to bring you into his body, his family. Anybody here today in the sanctuary, you say, that's me, I need that. I've never actually done that, but I want to do it today. Anybody? Looking back and forth. Okay, everybody here is born again that wants to be. But those of you online, if you're one that raised their hand, I want us all to just say this prayer with you. Father, today, I heard your word. I received it. I'm allowing it to change me for what I believe to be forever change. I'm never going to be the same because of what Jesus did for me. I believe in my heart and I'm confessing with my mouth that Jesus Christ through his perfect life and his death and sacrifice on the cross enables me to be united to you. Right now, I declare Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. <laughs> Guys, I, 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 know, I know some of you did get mad at me, you know, but honestly, I only said it, hopefully, to encourage you to get to where God wants you to be.
to have a better life, to be victorious in this life, and to be a light on a lampstand that other people can see there's a way out of darkness. Amen? So know that I said it out of love. Uh, I want to encourage you guys, if you call this your church home and you're a tither, you do it through what's on the screen right there. Um, you can do it online. You can do it at the, there's a bucket in the back. There's an uh, electronic station in the back. Whatever way works for you. I want to encourage you to do that because that's how the church is able to impact the community. Nobody calls and says, hey, it's free. You'd take it. Even Grace Presbyterian Church, which gives us a phenomenal deal to be here, they still need money to pay their bills. And we're part of that. And it all comes from us joining together and bringing our tithes and offerings to the storehouse. And the Bible says that when we do that, God's work gets done. There's no better reason to do it than that. But then he says, look, I'm going to go ahead and bless you anyway. I'm going to bless what you put your hand to. I'm going to bless the rest that you have because you've given me the first that you have. That's the way God works. So if you want a better life, just decide to do it God's way. Amen? I love you guys. Are you going to come up? This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook. Thank you.